funny enough, I've had a good relationship with the folks I used to work with. Mm-hmm. So one day I was just driving by and I stopped by to say hi. Right. Mm-hmm. And then, so I, <laughs> while talking, one of them was like, the, the boss was like, Hey, uh, we still, we still have a position for, if you're interested, <laughs> I, I swear to God, <laughs> I got so scared. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> Hell no, man. Don't do me like that. It's like PTSD. Like, you're traumatized. I'm, I'm like, no. Houston is a good market for Airbnb. My unpopular opinion. Houston is a great market. So wherever no. you are, you're fine. Katie, Richmond, downtown, I feel like you're fine. Really? So now, we've, So we've crossed out locations. So in this episode, I'm embarrassed to say that I talked a lot. I don't know why, but I think it's because we touched on topics that I'm very passionate about. The main topic was, what would you do if you were to start all over again? I don't know why, but I'm always obsessed with what I would do if I should hit rock bottom. (laughs) So we talked about that. So we also talked about something dear to my heart, which is, Airbnbs. We talked about how to fire clients. So my guest Angelo Conate gave us um, some insight on how he does it because let's face it, you cannot please everyone. So I hope you enjoy my casual conversation with my dear friend Angelo Conate. I know an Instagram influencer that's a, a very good friend of mine. He has like mm-hmm. 30,000 followers. Mm-hmm. This guy is so, he's so uh, strategic in when he posts things. He would just post mm-hmm. like a video of him in Cabo and he'd be like, oh, what are you, what's up? How you doing? Like, dude, I'm in Houston in my backyard right now. Like, he's very, very private, but you would think you know him from his post. So he showed me to the world of like influencers. Like, you think you know a lot? But you know mm-hmm. nothing. That's why you hear a lot of influencers like killing themselves because you think they're happy. One post, they're happy, they're smiling. You don't know what they're going through. You don't know how broke they are. I know a f- influencer that had a million followers from Nigeria, and this girl is mm-hmm. this girl was broke. Like for instance, I have a hundred k followers. I, 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 I wish, hey man, a hundred k. That slip of tongue, I quickly grabbed it and said, Amen to that slip of tongue. I have a, mm-hmm. a, a thousand followers, no, 100K. I have a thousand followers. I made money with a thousand followers. Like, my thousand followers was enough for like credibility. Matter of fact, I got a lot of clients before I hit a thousand followers. People messaging me and just like, just loved my feed, just loved my page. Granted, I get a lot of views. I don't know why I have a lot of views. My views to my follower ratio is and it's surprising. I realized later halfway through my journey that I didn't do a lot of call to action. I didn't tell people to follow me. Mm, call yeah. to action. There's one, to one a- thing I learned mm-hmm. is we were, this was like back in 2013. Mm-hmm. I was in Mali back then. And then um, we started selling uh, women clothing and uh, watches and accessories on, 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 um, on Facebook. So I realized you know, Mali is like a small country, 20, 22 million people. Mm. So what we realized is that the people that were actually reaching out to purchase did not even like our page. Mm. 
but they were they were they were sending us messages. We were delivering products to them and everything. And they didn't but even if like you a go page. look, they don't even like the page, and they'll buy multiple times. Sometimes, in that case, sometimes they just want to be so private. They don't even want people to, to know, know maybe that they're purchasing. They purchasing. From this place. Yeah, exactly. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so a lot of. I don't know why mine is like that, but I noticed that when I changed to call of action, call to action, that post alone got 30 followers. Really? Just by saying, follow me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Follow me for more. Yeah, that was the only thing I did differently. And it didn't even get a lot of um, views like the rest. It got like 3,000 views or 2,000 views. And I got 30 yeah. followers. I'm like, wow. Imagine all this hard work I've been doing for the past six months. I could have gotten a lot of followers if I just asked them to follow me. Yeah. You learn. You live so, and you learn. Absolutely. But absolutely. it doesn't matter. I'm making and- money for my followers. So. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. But that's also the thing. If you're able to focus on the end, like you have to wonder, what is it that you're expecting from this thing? Or mm-hmm. what is it that's, that's the that's the ultimate goal. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, how do you say it? It's like having multiple transactions that are paying small money versus one or two transactions. Yes, exactly, them, you know? exactly. So that 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 was my journey with um, social media. I don't even know how we got here, but and. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I don't know how we got to the social media conversation, but yeah. Anyways. Because the reason why I'm not going back to work is because I know for a fact there are two mm-hmm. things. I know mm-hmm. for a fact I can't get to where I need to be in life, where I want to be in life, going mm-hmm. through that path. Fact mm-hmm. number one. Fact mm-hmm. number two, mm-hmm. I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> you only live once. Why should I torture myself? Even when... Media, it's, a, it's, <laughs> it's luxury. I told you this. It's luxury. But you work for it. No, no. It is luxury. I have the luxury because I have a spouse that's paying the bills. If, if I didn't have a spouse that's paying the bills, who am I to say all this? So I'm very aware about that. Mm-hmm. But I feel like if I did not have a spouse paying the bill, if I was... a uh, a single mom. And that was one of the reasons why I like this podcast. I wanted this podcast. I wanted it to be realistic. Like, oh, I don't want to be those like, uh, oh, Steve Jobs or Elon Musk. Like, those are Bill Gates. Those are outliers. I'm not talking about, I want the everyday 99% of people like that we have, we have life to life, you know? Mm-hmm. If I was a single mom mm-hmm. and I I am, let's say, God forbid, but something happened and I, I found myself a single mom. Mm-hmm. living in this big house let me know first of all i'm selling the house getting rid of the house mm-hmm. try to even at least just break even and get out sell everything in the house now get an apartment mm-hmm. in the suburbs or get a house in the suburbs get an apartment a one bedroom mm-hmm. with my two kids mm-hmm. like i'll try to be in, I'll, I'll look for the lowest apartment in the suburb because I just want to be in the suburb because of better school. I don't want, you know how they do their zoning thing in America. Mm-hmm. I would get the lowest house, the lowest um, apartment in the suburbs and have my kids mm-hmm. there go to school. They take the bus and everything. Mm-hmm. Then I would do Uber. I would do, 
I would do, uh, what's it called? Uber, <clears throat> Instacart, Amazon. I would do gig jobs because I need my time. I cannot be somebody so else's even, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> even then, even then, you're still not doing a nine to five. I am not doing a nine to five. I need my time because I need to be able to go pick up my son from school if he's sick. Mm, let me tell you a funny story. I, I went full time about two years ago mm-hmm. to do this. Now, I do I do work more. I, I even I put in more hours than the regular nine to five. And I was working 50 to, 50 to 60 hours a week then. But now it's more. You know, of course, you you you're your own I, self, yeah. Exactly, but funny enough, I've had a good relationship with the folks I used to work with. Mm-hmm. So one day I was just driving by, and I stopped by to say hi, right? Mm-hmm. And then, so I, <laughs> while talking, one of them was like, "The the boss was like, hey, uh, we still we still have a position for if you're interested." <laughs> I, I swear to God. <laughs> I got so scared. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> Hell no, man. Don't do me like that. It's like PTSD. Like you're traumatized. I'm, I'm like, no. <laughs> Don't do it. I just I just I just remembered what time what I had it to was wake like, up. Yeah. You know, I had to wake up like I would come in here like with with no intention of working. I just remembered everything. It's like you're just being like, a zombie or something. The fear just oh, man. <laughs> you were placed you were placed in that same era like you were like you found yourself back there and that that's how I feel too and remember too like switching from like a regular w two job to like this industry is like a big 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 jump mm-hmm. you know because you're going from guarantee salary mm-hmm. to you don't get paid until you close. And you can get a, and you get leads, but so many things happen. Happen, like, yeah. You suffer for those leads. You know what I'm saying? Statistically, it says 2.5% of your, uh, no, 25% of your leads will close. Wow. So out of 10, out of 10, 25% of your leads, 25% of your leads or 25% of the ones that are actually on your, not leads, so, your customers, your clients. So let's, let, let me, let me simplify it. Two point five percent of ten applications. Two point five percent. No, two point five applications will close. Oh, two point five applications will close out, out of, of 10. ten. Okay. Yes. Wow. You so, see. Go ahead. So it's like it's not it's not a lot that are closing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. So you have to be like working, 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 working. So think about this. You need like twenty applications to close five. <laughs> So you got to work like 80 hours a week, grinding, so, grinding. But you exactly. Still, and you still prefer that to the nine to five. Because <laughs> it, when you, this is the good thing with these, these, this, this industry is that you're, you're self-employed, right? No one is going to cap you at a salary. That's true. You do everything under your own terms. Mm-hmm. Now, I like something Victor said, the day you stop, chasing leads, you might as well quit this industry. <laughs> you might as well stop. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, so you have to always keep on going. You can't get comfortable. And 
that's why when you're like, for example, in our in our world, when we have like contracts, you know, that need to close, you're so focused on working those. Yeah, and you forget about you the leads. Exactly. So if you don't have like a support system or if you're like a, a one man show, it's very hard for you to keep up with this because by the time you close, then it's like, oh, shit. Um, I, <laughs> I need to go back and start hustling. And then it takes time to convert exactly. those into content. That's, yeah. That problem you have is what every other like hairstylist, interior designer, photographer. That's the same problem that everybody has. You cannot mm. say, oh, I got my I got my customers now. I got to, you know, off and um, provide the services and forget about the marketing you did. That was when I, yeah, that was when I realized, honestly, that was exactly why I started the podcast <laughs> because I was like, wait a second. I made a good say, I made a good, um, um, revenue in August. I know how hard I work to get here. Mm-hmm. I cannot do the same thing. I, and it's gonna. There's supposed to be a process of how you know I'm gonna get this thing flowing and be automated and improve on this. Okay, I need to mm-hmm. learn how to market. I need to learn how realtors do it, how loan officers do it, how the reason why how like business owners like uh, home health agents like uh, lawyers. I need. I wanted to know what be, everybody did. Everyday people do it because I does. I I don't have time for all those special gimmicks you see on Instagram or all those. I need real people to tell me how they did it. You know, and that was why I I made a list of like people that I want to like interview, like with Victor, with his friends, with um the colleagues in the industry. I needed real people to show me because yeah, because I wanted. If I feel like I can't go to school for marketing, it's too late. Um. I can read it. <laughs> I, I don't have time for that. I don't have money for that. I don't. I, I have people mm. to feed. I can't do that. I can read a lot of books. I can read a lot mm-hmm. of, uh, watch a lot of YouTube videos. But there's so much information overload. Like, I, it, it makes me yeah. paralyzed. So, like, yeah. why don't I just hear from the word of mouth of people that have done it? And if I hear from them, what you did in ten years ago, did it work for you? Yes. Would you advise me to do it? Yes or no. And then I'll go from there. Okay. What books did you read? What books do you want me to like? I wanted direction from the horse's mouth. I didn't want to just mm-hmm. go on a. I'm not that kind of person that have time to just go and be reading, 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 reading. I'm not some special person like that. So that was why I started the podcast. I'm like, okay, if I'm going to be interviewing people, why not just make it a podcast? And a now, podcast. yeah, now they're not just talking to me, they're talking to me and I'll hundreds of people and by god's grace thousands of people and then mm-hmm. their their time is worthwhile whereby mm-hmm. they're not having to repeat themselves now they can take this podcast if someone else is ask and say go listen to this podcast you know and you know and come back to me so that was the whole point of the podcast like i needed to have that kind of conversation with people and that's when i when i ask people can you come on a podcast they're like can you come on my podcast they're like what do i know what i'm like girl I need to know what you're doing right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you, we have this notion that you have to be a superstar. You have to be Jeff Bezos or you have to be Alexa Mosey to be on the podcast or be to be talking about a topic. No, I just want to know what you know right now because my next step is not Alexa Mosey's step. My next step is you, <laughs> you know? Yeah. You're just above mm-hmm. me. I need to know. And then next step, and then we'll grow, you know, out of it. So I'm not trying to talk to millionaires or, yeah, it would be nice to talk to millionaires, but I'm trying to talk to everyday people, you know? Yeah. That's why I started the podcast. So like, 
I get the reaction every time. Who am I to talk about? No, you're the right person to talk about this. Because I oh. learned a lot from, even from my friend, one of my podcasts, how she uses Facebook. I didn't know that's how she got her leads. I just thought she was one special girl. Just They just found marketing. And for some reason, she's booked every weekend. She used Facebook. Wow. She didn't go to school for Facebook. She didn't have any Facebook or anything. She never did business before. She used Facebook and she got her leads from Facebook. And I always thought that Facebook was this thing that is so mighty and I cannot do. But when she broke it down for me, I was like, oh, this is actually very achievable. I can do it. So now I don't have any fear of like going to chase the lead. Then I spoke with another friend of mine, a colleague, and talking about the back end of it. So the front end is like getting customers. The back end is... uh. I need to service service my clients. If I get mm-hmm. 20 leads right now, and if I put, a, put an ad on Facebook and I got 20 leads and 20 wants to convert and become customers, can I handle them? I know mm-hmm. for a fact I cannot handle them. Mm-hmm. My business is not structured to handle that. I'm only one person. I have two kids. I have a husband. I have a life. I need mm-hmm. to sleep. <laughs> I cannot handle 20 clients right now. I already have 10 that I'm struggling with. I can't handle 20 more clients right now. So mm-hmm. I need to work on my business. And that was what this podcast showed me that, yes, marketing, you need to have money. Market, You need to get like work on marketing. But you also need to work on your business too. You need to have a process. You need to have a pro- you know how Victor has this process, onboarding process. You first you have a conversation on the phone, then you invite them over for a consultation, and then you do this, and then like that process that he had. You do you think? Do you know how Victor got that? I don't. It's probably from practicing or from learning from someone. But he, that process makes everything streamlined. That's why he can handle that much volume. Mm-hmm. So I kind of paused on my marketing. Now I'm I'm working on the behind the scenes of like my business. So literally I'm going to turn down clients. Like I'm there's this client that I was going to send an actual message to yesterday to cancel my consultation with her. I was trying about to mm-hmm. write I was about to write this big old like a um, paragraph and then call her. It was like a whole big I was like so many courage to tell her that I can't have her as a client. And then when mm-hmm. I checked the page and then I checked my message to message. Her. She had responded and said, oh, she wants to move the consultation. <laughs> wow. She wants to move it like, like a few weeks forward. I was like, oh, that buys me time. <laughs> I know I'm thinking, wow. I know I'm doing something bad. That buys me time. But I need, I know for a fact that I need to like cancel and not take in more clients. Mm. Have you seen a company mm. like die from growing too fast? Companies die from growing too fast. So I don't want to be that. So that's one of the I've learned if, from the podcast. Hmm. Yeah, it, sometimes it gets to that point. Um, but what I've what I've learned is to if you can have not a team but like folks that do the same thing you yes. do that you can you can refer business to. I wanted. I've tried that in the past and it didn't go mm-hmm. well. Maybe it's the way I did it. I've tried it in different ways. I've tried it whereby I took a friend to consultation and Mm -hmm. i no no the first one is she didn't go to the consultation i gave i gave her the lead like literally here's the lead it's yours and she went for the consultation Mm -hmm. i told her what to say and everything and then the client called like fuming that why would i pawn her to someone else so i had to do consultation again yeah it's it's it it, it's not gonna work with everyone everyone like some people want to work with you Mm mm-hmm you know, so the minute you 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 send them to someone else, they will feel like 
their business is not as valuable to you mm-hmm. or you don't they're like why sh- does this person think i'm i'm too small mm-hmm. or this mm-hmm. and that you know so some people will feel that way and then some for example i had a case like that like a few days ago and um there were multiple reasons for it for for me doing this but i spoke with the person and said hey you have this they needed a they needed a small refinancing right mm-hmm. and i said yeah this probably can do do this now i said i at this point cannot do this but i have someone that can help you would you like me to introduce you to her mm-hmm. so i spoke to i spoke with the person they're like yeah sure and then i just created a group chat and said hey this this here's her number mm-hmm. you'll deal with it and then they just took it from there and it worked out it's working out and the loans take time before they close. But I need to learn how to do that. So with this client, I thought about it. I was like, maybe I should, cause I have two interior design clients that would really, really would love that business. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. And they're actually good at their job, but Mm -hmm. because they don't have the online presence, they don't have what I have. They can't show Mm -hmm. what they've done. And I've been telling them like, you got to, even though nobody's watching, but it's like a portfolio mm-hmm. building. You can now present it to. I've I've gotten it. I landed my first big job. I landed because I didn't have a website. They just saw my Instagram and they just saw that what I what I what they they just saw that <clears throat> my kind of style and they, and they took a chance on me. So mm-hmm. when 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 I pawn you off, not pawn you off, but when I give you business and there's no page for them to see, <laughs> and I and there's no page for them to see, they're not going to want to work with you. Anyway, so that's what I was. I wanted. That was what my heart wanted to do. This client to tell her that okay, get. I have someone that would do a great job, and I can actually be on a consultation, um, consulting role. But because of my last, my last time experience with, um, with doing that, that's why I'm trying to like tell the client I can't do it. But I can try again and see if this client would like, would like the person. I don't know. But well, anyway. you know, in, in 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 any industry, the clients come and go. That's true. Yeah. No, so it's just I have this like, fear. Of, I don't always... want to break bridges. I don't want to burn bridges. I don't know why I have that fear. I need to stop. I need to no, stop caring. I I had to learn this. Uh, someone actually had to teach me this. It was I had a client. I was trying every. I went days trying to figure this out, and I wasn't as busy as I am now. So mm-hmm. I was trying everything, and I had this senior loan officer who came to me. She she was like. Hey, you, you can't close everyone. You got to let some go. Hmm. Get used to it. This is going to happen a lot. You cannot sit there and try to make it work by any means possible, you know? Hmm. So I had to. And then, funny part. How did you break up with the clients? Please tell me. <laughs> so this person wasn't, this person, so basically they were qualified. This was a long time ago. This person was qualified, but they weren't qualified for what they wanted. Hmm. And I, I wish they would have purchased then, because now it's it's even impossible. Oh. Then it was prices were better, yeah. But this person was like, "No, I want." Um, if I remember correctly, it was like they were qualified for two seventy. They wanted three hundred plus, at least three hundred. At least. So I was trying. I was doing everything to add that extra thirty k to get them to what. Yeah, that extra 30K. And I was the one that gave them the most. They went to, like, Rocket Mortgage. They gave them less. Chase Bank gave them less. And I was like, I can get you this much. Hmm. 
but it was that part to where this person is like, no. So I had to explain to them, like, it, it is what it is. And they ended up not buying, Aww. you know. So a lot of these things come down to how you communicate. Yeah, you know, and and we get better at it. Every so how did day. you how did you break down with that? How, how did you break not break up, but how did you how did you destroy not destroy the relationship? What's the word I'm looking for? How did you part ways with them? <laughs> what did you so do? It, hap- it, it happened. It happened. It happened slowly, and I'll explain how it happened. So the person the person came and said, "Okay, they I want like three hundred for like three fifty. Mm-hmm. You know, so this person was like sending me documents, pay stubs, and all. Mm-hmm. The realtor was also waiting at the same time to get a pre approval so they can go uh, submit an offer on the house. And they're like, this house is like 350 So I'm looking at the pay stubs, I got the credit. I texted her, I said, Look, you, you can't get 300 based on what I'm looking at here. Oh man. So the guy went from like sending documents back to back. Mm-hmm. To where he stopped. <laughs> okay, so, oh, so, oh, okay, because of what you said. Because of what I said, you know? Mm-hmm. And then it's like, so they called me, him and the realtor. Oh, but Chase Bank, this, Chase Bank. You know how people mm-hmm. be like, this guy said this. That's okay. mm-hmm. and they said that. But a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, experienced folks in this industry would understand that a lot of these big companies actually have like a system pre-approving you first. Mm. So you submit your stuff. They're not, and a human being is not going to revise it. It revise it. It's just going to be a system telling you, oh, mm. congratulations, you're pre-approved for 500K, go on and get under contract. Mm-hmm. And now when someone actually is assigned to your, to your, your file, that's how banks do it, then, oh, sorry, you're not qualified. And a lot of times they won't even tell you why. Hmm. But because of the amount you asked for, they'll tell you, no, you're not qualified. So I would then had a conversation with this person and say, hey, I know you want to get a house with this much, but why not get what you can afford now, you know? And then, you're telling them what they qualify for as opposed to a bank just saying you don't qualify, bye. Exactly. And I get a lot of things, a lot, a, lot, a lot of those, but it's good. You know, it's good. They need to keep on doing that unless those guys won't come to me. <laughs> I know, right? It helps your business. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Oh yeah, I do I do need to work on it. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna find a way to I'm gonna find a way to work on like turning down because I need to turn down more. Uh I, I can't be saying I love to design so much that when I go mm-hmm. to someone's house, I just want to design your house. I need to learn to like say just because you can, you shouldn't. What I need right now is to sit down and stop working, sit down and restructure the business, work on the business. What's my goal? What's everything? Like have a deep thinking and then move forward with intensity. I have knocked down. See, there's there's two things. Last year, this year's um, theme was consistency. Mm -hmm. Thank God I got that. I I, I, I have gotten that. I've gotten my reading. My Mm -hmm. next year theme. Mm -hmm. Intensity. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> My next year theme is intensity. There gotta, you go. I got to do what I'm doing consistently, intense. Like I'm posting once a day. Now I'm going to post quality content once a day. I'm posting, mm-hmm. uh, I'm doing interior design for one client. Now I'm going to do a kick ass interior design. I'm doing Airbnb, one mm-hmm. Airbnb, two Airbnb. Those Airbnb, I'm going to make sure they're the best 
I'm not taking anything new anymore. I'm not doing. I'm going to do intensity. What I got right now, I'm going to do it in intensity, and that's what I. That's my theme for 2024: intensity. So I need to sit down and re- like sit down and like have everything and structure what I want to do. I kind of have an idea what I want to do. Mm-hmm. And let me ask: Have I did I speak to you when I was trying to get into Airbnb? I think we. I think you did. did. I'm not we sure. We did talk. Mm-hmm. Is it, how is it doing now? Is, is it going well? I don't know. Like I can't the speak, Airbnb industry? I can't speak for the industry, but I, I like how mine is going. <laughs> Two years. <laughs> hey, I, I told like you that. I told you how we're struggling months ago. The Airbnb mm-hmm. business kept us afloat, you know? Really? It is. It's it's my... It's my... I want to It's going between first... My first... My favorite source of income. Mm-hmm. It's my... Okay. F- it's my favorite source of income. Really? I w- I'm putting it above rental income. Really? I don't know why. I've seen, I've seen a lot of, uh, I've had clients that purchase for the sole purpose of doing Airbnb. Airbnb. How did it go? One didn't go well. They had to turn into a uh, long term. Now, let me, let me ask you this. Does it make a difference when you're running it yourself versus having someone else run it? I think that question is yes. <laughs> I think so. It yeah. Depends. yeah, the operator matters. The op- the big the big thing, Houston is a good market for Airbnb. My unpopular opinion. Houston is a great market. So wherever yeah. you are, you're fine. Katie, Richmond, downtown, I feel like you're fine. Really? So now we so we've crossed out location. So when people are asking mm-hmm. me, oh, which location? Everywhere is fine in Houston. Mm. The next lever, the next thing that that is the, the next lever that makes it like makes a difference between this this um, Airbnb doing a thousand more than the other Airbnb is design. Is your place designed well? Because there are people that want to book in a nice place. You might have a three bedroom, four bedroom house with lakefront view and everything. If it's not well designed, nobody wants to book, you know. Mini, let me tell you a funny story. <laughs> this is this is what Airbnb did to me. So during that same time when I was trying to do some research, find out if Airbnb is a good idea and all. So I have um I know someone who she she she's she also does uh, Airbnb. So she sent me a link to her own Airbnb post, mm-hmm. whatever y'all call it. I took a look at it. It was so well designed. I swear to God, this is what I, I, I renovated my home. I renovated my house. And then I called her. I said, man, you just made me spend X amount of money for renovation. Just because your Airbnb looks way so better nice. than my house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Design is very key. And then the third thing is customer service. Got to have amazing mm. customer service. You will be surprised how it, it's common sense to be nice to people, talk to people, and there's some ways you talk to people. It's common sense that you should be nice and easygoing, but it's not common practice. People, some people mm. are just some people are just general and generally, I don't know if it's say rude. Like mm. I don't know. Like sometimes. It's important. I've seen it. I, I don't want to shade a lot of people because these are my very good friends. I've seen it in as in realtors. Mm-hmm. I've seen it in 
people that have used their services and they're my friend and everything. But that just extra niceness can go a long way. It can go a long way in people's experience. For instance, you're the Airbnb host and I call you and I say, hey, um, the door, the door is not working. No, 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 not the door. The shower is not working. I don't see, I don't see how to turn on your shower. The shower is not working. And then you as the Airbnb host knows that the shower is working, obviously. You know that the person doesn't know how to use the shower. That's why, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So there's two things. You can just go, oh, it's working. Just turn on, just turn on that lever right there and it's going to work. Just turn on, the, on over there, it's going to work. You can say that. Or you can say, oh, OMG, I'm so sorry to hear that you couldn't take a shower this morning. Um, let me ask, have you have you tried like turning that um, nudge on and see if it works, you know, and and let me know if, 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 if it doesn't work, I'm going to come by immediately and fix it for you. I am so sorry to, for your inconvenience. Who, mm-hmm. Those two, those two responses, they're okay. They, both of them are, I would say relatively nice, but there's one that went extra in the way that I didn't need to like, I could be really nice. I go, oh, but I'm texting. Oh, OMG, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, I could roll my eyes and be like, oh, this person doesn't know how to use a fancy shower. But I'm still mm-hmm. like delivering. I'm just, just the way you make people feel pretty much. And yeah. that, that goes a long way. And I see people don't do that all the time. They just do the bare. I cannot stand mediocrity. Oh my God. God, you can do better, but you just choose to be average. Uh, it irritates me. I prefer you to be a bad person, a bad employee or a bad... I prefer you to be bad. I, I'll pick a bad employee that's trying to work and be better than a mediocre person. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I can... I, I don't know why it irritates me. But why do you have to be mediocre when you can, you can be the best? So, like, things like that, it's not common practice. So, when you mm-hmm. get, when you, when you, when you um, um, book an Airbnb and the hosts takes little, little minor inconvenience that you have and makes it like a big deal and go, oh, I'm, OMG, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm coming to fix it right now. This has, like, this is preposterous. This is ridiculous. I'm going to fix it right now. And you're like, calm down now. It's not that serious. If I'm about to give the, the Airbnb a review, how many stars would I give the Airbnb? A five-star review, right? A five-star, yeah. yeah. And now that's me talking about something going wrong. There shouldn't even be anything going wrong in your Airbnb in the first place. Everything should be pristine, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm just talking about when things go wrong. Even with everything being pristine, I'm still messaging and going, oh, how is your day going? How is everything going? Please let me know. It's no bother at all. Let me know. Like, like Customer service is key. And it's not just Airbnb in every single thing you do. I have realtors that would message and just be like um, giving updates. Oh, um, Please go pay your uh, your deposit. We're under contract. Oh, we're under contract. Go pay it. Like just casually. But if you have your that goes, hey, congratulations, OMG, you're under contract. Congra- I, I bet you're excited. Okay, you know what's next you're going to do right now? You're going to go and get your deposit and go to the nearest bank, blah, 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 blah. And all jolly, jolly, jolly. I make, it's the way you make people feel. It's what, it's what makes you stand out out i don't know why people don't get that in their head and just be mediocre I don't, it irritates me <laughs> I, think, I think i, I think it, it's 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 education you know you know you know what you know no you know they, they, everybody knows that though no you'll be surprised <sighs> and not everyone is like we we all come from 
different background. You know, True. people were raised differently. People were taught different things. Being nice is, may have been what you were taught. Mm-hmm. It could be different from what I was taught. Mm-hmm. Now, at least, if you know your money is tied to it, be nice. <laughs> <laughs> this is how you're going to make money. So some people know that, for example, in Airbnb, this could this is an assumption. Okay, this client may never, never, ever come back to the city, or it may be in ten years where I'm no longer even doing Airbnb. So, why should I care? That's one thing, you know. Yeah. And some people, not everyone, sees value in reviews. Review is key in Airbnb. Not everyone knows that. There's some business owners that don't care. Don't they don't even think people read reviews. And then, but and also, you don't know how many clients have changed their mind about going to you because of your, your reviews. There's no data showing that. True. Right? So you don't see how it's impacting you. Mm-hmm. You know, and it depends on, you know, how educated you are about all these things. Mm-hmm. Some people have an online presence but have no idea that they even do. They just pay somebody to do something and they're told, as long as they can Google their name and see it, yup, that person is doing their job. The rest of it, not their business. Hmm. It's yeah. so sad. I just, it's a lot of potential left on the table. I still, it's just, even with realtors, I feel like if you were, the realtor, the, the real estate industry, the brokerage industry mm-hmm. is so mm-hmm. saturated and competitive, but is. there is always room for the best. Ooh, oh, yeah. child. Oh, yeah. There is always room for the best. You can come in and kill the game easily. Mm-hmm. easily but people would just not do it or take the risk or they have life going on and that's why i said if i was a, if, if i was starting out oh, mm-hmm. we're in this age whereby you can make money from i'll do uber <laughs> i would uber my ass me did, off <laughs> me did, me is a fan me is a fan of uber i remember you not once just told uber, me but like gig economy like when i was when i was struggling years ago i was tutoring I use the skill mm-hmm. that I have to make the extra money. You know, have you listened to Dave um, Ramsey's show? Dave Ramsey say, you have to pay off your debt. Go and get the second job as a pizza delivery guy. They tip well. Go and get mm-hmm. the second job as a, in the evening as a, go and work in the cashier. Go and get something. Put your pride aside and do something. Stop caring about keeping up with the Jonas's. I mean, Jonas's or whatever. I said Jonas's. <laughs> the Jonas's. Mm-hmm. So when I say Uber, it's a figure of speech. It could be Uber if you know how to do hair. It could be hair. If you know, how, if you love cleaning, it could be cleaning. If you love mm-hmm. um, just something to pay the bills, I make sure your bills are very low. You know, if I drive, if if I was starting all over, like I hit rock bottom and I'm in a lot of debt, and I drive a mm-hmm. fancy car, I'll sell the car, use the money that from it, I'm going to buy a reliable Toyota Camry or Toyota Corolla. We'll deal with that first. I'll cut that bill. If I'm doing extra, extra thing like subscription, I'll stop the subscription. Call my friend. Can I use your subscription? Your Hulu here? I still have my friend's Hulu. I use my friend's Hulu. <laughs> I still have people's subscription. Costco. Costco Talking card. To- Costco. My Costco card is, I don't have Costco membership, but I shop at Costco every day. <laughs> my sister-in-law is my Costco She's what I pays for the Costco. And we will look at the person and they call me. Oh, yeah. My name is Idia Thomas. Yeah. <laughs> you probably you probably shop more at Costco than she does. 
<laughs> it's ridiculous. I'm telling you, like, I would cut all those um subscription, get my expenses. I think the problem is not your income. So in, in most cases, your expensive. Get my expensive. It's it's low. it's the expenses. Yeah, it's get my expenses, expenses low. Once I have my expense low, I don't have to work and be someone's bitch. I don't have to work and be someone's bitch and <laughs> I can just do Uber, pay my bills, and then focus on my love and passion. Even when you're doing your want something you love every single day, you're even happy. Mm-hmm. You have you don't even know where the energy comes from. After you finish with your Uber or your or your Amazon Flex or making cleaning or doing the um, Amazon um, pizza delivery. After you're done, you for some reason because you're doing something that you love, you have the energy to do it. If it's content creation, if it's videography, if it's photography, you have the joy. And just because you love it and it's passion, you put more time in it. You have it gives you energy. And then you just don't you don't even know when you just start making money from that your side also. And before you know it, you stop your Uber, you stop this thing and focus on your side also. Now that replaces your income. And then you're doing it because you love it so much, you're doing more of it. You're doing more of it and you're getting better. That's how if I'm starting all over. Honestly.